0: Welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie W.
1: And Callum.
0: And today we're doing franchise wars, and this one's a little bit different. Okay, uh, we're going to pit our two favourite uh, animated feature films against each other. So, come on, what are you doing?
1: I'm doing *Lion King*,
0: and I'm doing *Pocahontas*. So everyone grows, Grad, It's a girly film or something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, come on, we, you know it, it's it's one of these things. I mean, if we were to do it based upon the natural one to do would be Lion King versus Beauty and the Beast or Lion King versus Little Mermaid, the one that pretty much kick-started the rejuvenation of Disney animation. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna I, I like Pocahontas. I really think I think it's a fantastic film. I really do.
1: Well, I think they're quite quite a fitting in sort of companion piece to each other anyway, because they were the A and B side of that.
0: Ninety four, ninety five, thing. Yeah, My fiance was reading the other day because we actually when we were watching, we watched them back to back for research, and uh, apparently people wanted to work. More people wanted to work on the, the animators wanted saw Pocahontas as being the A movie, yeah. and the Lion King as being the B movie. Which, when you look at it today, yeah. and the the British work, Lion King always comes across as the A movie. It does because it's got. It's got more power to it, if that's the right uh, word. Uh, yeah, I mean. It feels bigger, it's got more I, scope.
1: I did a bit of box office research, and so did I. the budget for Pokéconis was 45 million, yeah. thereabouts, and it made 346, I think, really worldwide. Yeah. Whereas Lion King was 10 million less, so for f- f- 30. Oh, it might have been, sorry, 54 for Pokéconis and 44 45 for Lion King. And Lion King made like nearly a billion dollars, I think, as of today. So
0: nine six eight five one one eight o oh, five.
1: And that's it. Yeah.
0: But if you're going to play <laughs> that game, let's have a look at how much the the live action Lion King took. Yeah, it's over, over a billion. A billion, isn't it? billion, over a billion. But let's have a look at how much the live action version of Pocahontas took. Over two billion.
1: Oh, what, Avatar, yeah. Avatar. <laughs> yeah.
0: And if you know, if anyone has says, got me there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote these notes out just so I could win the argument especially when I found out that, that uh, Lion King sorry not Lion King Pocahontas uh, animated only to go in a third of what uh, Lion King took in but Avatar took in two billion and the thing is how it, it is the same movie but that's a topic for another for time so oh, of why so do you it's... pardon
1: oh it's, it's unbelievably the same movie yeah.
0: so why do you like Lion King dude
1: Um. well it's I think, for a start, it was the first Izzy from ever saw, so it's ingrained in that sense. But, over the years, like, I'd, I'd argue it's the most disturbing and the most, sort of, you have to get through the depression and the grime in it till you get to the, you know, the comedy and the the, the fulfilment at the end. I think it's just, for me, it was always like a perfect metaphor for life itself like i always used to feel a bit like sometimes like not good enough and you cause things to go wrong and you know you always you do meet those friends in your life that you're never gonna lose touch with and you know yeah. yeah. <laughs> i always think the lion king is like life in an animated movie it's life it's personified i think it's, it's so perfect and beautiful and it just covers everything for me to know about life and it's only really marginally based on Hamlet, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you're a big Shakespeare fan.
1: I am. But, I mean, it, it, when we're saying Hamlet, we're saying, like, there's an evil uncle that kills yeah. the protagonist's father, and that's it.
0: <laughs> but the end with the hyenas... Sorry, spoilers, spoiler, spoilers, if you haven't seen Lion King, while you're oh, yeah, po- listening to this. Yeah. Bit with the hyenas at the end.
1: Oh, it's dark. <laughs> yeah. It's I think that's probably the most vicious death of a villain in Disney, actually.
0: Ripped apart by... Are uh, Jeremy Irons ripped apart by Cheech Marine and Whoopi Goldberg?
1: Yeah, while they burn to
0: death. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. I mean, the thing is, you got, I remember, I mean, my, I never saw Lion King at the cinema, but I was introduced for, uh, to Lion King essentially, you know, it came out on DVD or video at the time. But then it was this Timon and Pumbaa cartoon, which was on Disney, yes. on Disney Channel. And I, I used to love that. I'd come in from work and watch it on a Saturday night. And, uh, it's on disney plus oh that's gonna have to watch that but uh yeah it's always it always struck me just being dark and uh and lion king was literally a year before i started watching disney again because if you in 90 up until going to disney world because i was in 95 i was very you know i always saw disney as being a children's thing and yeah. i went to the theme park because you know if you go to florida you have to do disney world and Pocahontas yeah, cool. was the film they were promoting then and I thought oh I've got to see this film because it looks good and everything and the moment I saw it because they were playing the music you know What's around the river river bend and colors of the wind that was all on all the Disney adverts when I was in Florida so it kind of like it became sort of like something I had to see and when I saw it I was blown away and that's when I, I really started watching Disney again it was and yeah. so I'm going to be biased for that, and I think Miko is one of my favourite Disney characters. Well, Miko is one of my favourite Disney characters, and I just love it. Then you go in a bit deeper, and you've got the whole environmentalism that's in it. And I know in yeah. Pocahontas and Joseph Smith, the story's real, but they completely fictionalised everything. Yeah. Um, the majority of it, should I say. And they turn, and it's, I love the fact that, uh, I don't know if I'm right about this, but isn't Pocahontas the first... Disney Native American princess?
1: Um, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, I think she's not... As, one thing I, did, I always did like po- po- not Pocahontas, I mean, recently I've re-watched it and sort of reappraised my opinion of it. Like, I do actually quite like it, again. And uh, Miko is a big part of that as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, just, but I think Pocahontas is, for me, she's one of the more sort of, non-sexualized disney princesses if that makes sense i mean obviously nala is as well because you can't really sexualize a cat can you mm-hmm. unless you watch tom Hooper's cats <laughs> um but no, i think Contest is like she's she's quite sort of assertive and you know she fights her father and the rest of the tribe on like how she feels about john and you know the, the whole piece thing is a bit namby-pamby now but it does work within the sort of framework of the, of the film but no i re- i've always liked o'conness in general as a character I think she's one of the more rounded Disney princesses. In quote marks, you know. Yeah,
0: I agree about the non-sexualisation totally. And you've seen cats? You've actually watched cats?
1: I haven't seen it, but I know of the abomination that is cats.
0: Ah, I was thought that's going to be That's going to be another, to be another <laughs> one in itself. So, yeah, I mean, the animation style of. Pocahontas I, I love it. it's you know the colours you know the pastels and everything I, I thought it was fantastic I like the songs yeah. in it I think the, you know there's no quote I mean they're, so, they're very catchy but they're not catchy like uh, The Lion King they're not I mean colours and colors, no, I... you, you can't compare if you uh, you know like the Hakuna Matata and Can You Feel The Love Tonight I mean they're out there and unless you really know Pocahontas, the, the songs are really under the radar compared yeah. to some of the Disney ones.
1: They're quite good, though. I mean, I suppose the only quote I can think of is the Grandma Willow thing when she says about listening to your heart. Yeah. She says that quite a lot, you not yeah. Or "listen with your heart, I think it is. But yeah, it, I think that's what helps a lot of Disney films succeed, isn't it, how quotable they are? I mean, with Aladdin, you've got um, the genie and Robin Williams, isn't yeah. it? So... You could literally pick anything he says. And then Beauty and the Beast, you've got, you know, the songs are iconic. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Like, it, it sort of flies under the lo- radar of a lot of people because they can't quote it or sing some songs. But, yeah, I think yeah, the two songs in it, are, I think, are really good, actually. Yeah.
0: But let's look at voice talent now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, this should be we were, Yeah, no. Uh, Mel Gibson, which we really... Pocahontas, Mel Gibson, Billy Connolly, Christian Bale.
1: Yes, Christian Bale, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh okay, uh now you gotta remember this is the time in 1995, Mel Gibson still hadn't gone on his uh, rant, uh so Mr. Mel Gibson was still big. But no, He was uh, racially
1: sensitive at the time. I didn't <laughs> He was still racially sensitive yes. in nineteen ninety five.
0: But you can say those you can say all you can say those names, yeah. Then you just say James L. Jones. I mean, even though Jeremy Irons and uh, Rowan Atkinson's in it, uh, but uh, James Earl Jones, project. so he have yeah, to I know. James L. Jones. You can just
1: stop there, can't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, but then again, if you say James Earl Jones, you know, it's he's like the definitive, or one of the definitive voice actors in terms of like an oh. iconic voice. You know... James Earl Jones. As soon as you hear his voice, I mean, uh, he's brilliant in something like, say, *Coming to America*. or, of course, I'm say *Star Wars*, but it—he uh, has got that. He's got that gravity about him. He's so. Yeah. He's just incredible, and that, and that's what I loved about when uh, John Favreau brought him back. Even though I think that was a bit of a fanboy thing to bring. Uh, yeah. Him back, but then again, who else is going to play him?
1: I well, I. I I, what I really liked about the remake, as well, well, the whatever they want to call it, it's not live action or the, the update, um, was that he did sound like an older king, so which is more in line with Mufasa being like an older, you know, he's he's his dad, isn't he? He's yeah. been king for a long time, so he did sound like an old sort of I've been through the I've been through life sort of person. That was the only thing that sort of was a bit like, it was still great to hear his voice in Rogue One, like, you, if you if ever recast Darth Vader, I would be annoyed, but you can sort of hear his age and his voice a little bit, can't you? But it really worked in Lion King, I thought, because, like I say, that gravity to that role was, was what you needed.
0: You don't, you, you, don't, uh, you don't, you know, if Daniel does, you, you got him, you, don't, you know, there's an, you can You can forgive him not um, making it, you know, Running his voice through something to make it sound like he's younger, because it's James Earl yeah. Jones. It's you know if you're James Earl Jones, you've got James Earl Jones. How was it? Nathan Lane is uh, Timon. Timon. Yeah. I remember him from the Birdcage. That was when I was introduced. to yeah. him Through the Birdcage and the producers. Yeah. But for me, it was I loved the Birdcage when it came out. I remember loving the Birdcage. I thought it was a fantastic movie. But uh, I think Timon and Pumbaa, I uh you know they them in the animated version rather than the I suppose i call it the photorealistic one is yeah i, I think that you know timon and Pumbaa two i'd like to have seen being brought over to yeah because i thought you know i thought they were great but yeah well, the, the live action one you, you mean simba is uh is donald glover so that's that is cool donald glover yeah, versus Lando. yeah Lando, and of course in uh you know, one of my favourites, uh, *The Martian*. So, oh, yeah. Donald Glover. If, if you haven't seen *The Martian*, go see *The Martian*. He's absolutely fantastic in that. So, I think the live-action one on that wins on that one. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you look at you got was it Elton John for *The Lion King*.
1: Yeah, Tim Rice did the lyrics, I think, so, for some of the song.
0: Yeah, so you know, in terms of production value, and of course in terms of box office, *Lion King* is without a doubt the winner but i like the whole the, the environmentalism of, of of pocahontas i just thought that it was you could put pocahontas on if you're feeling down you can put it on and it'll cheer you up if you're feeling there's to me there's, there's so much weight with the lion king that's why pocahontas always i like you know there are times where i want to, like, to be a you know it's Pocahontas is education, but it doesn't feel like you're being educated.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I I think with The Lion King, like 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 we said earlier, that the Shakespearean thing is is key to The Lion King, you know, the the grand sort of, you know, good versus evil character thing. Like, that's very Shakespearean. And it's also heightened reality. I mean, a lot of people always, you know, mistakenly cite Shakespeare as being, you know, was documentary, and it, you know, it's, it's it's fiction at the end of the day. It's it's sensationalism. Whereas, I think honest does get the points over *The line King* for being the one with the more going after the more mature sort of historical themes. I mean, it's colonialism, isn't it? And you know, all oh, those evil native guys have got things we need. Let's kill them.
0: <laughs> yeah, did, was it for the first song? It was *Savages*? *Savages*. Did yeah. You, did, did, did. I, I don't think I think
1: I get we're doing that. I forgot or... about that song. Until I rewatched yeah, it, it and it's really I like the the sort of the dichotomy between the you know the the English guys and then back to the Indians, you yeah. know, saying that you know both of us can be savages. Yeah,
0: I, it's you know, it, you know it's right now where we are in, you know, at the time of recording with all all the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, and people's perception of things that they don't understand is to just right off as being this and, and, the, and the settlers wanting the gold and uh, when uh, John Smith asks if they found any gold and she shows him the corn yeah like, and that's what he means rather than uh, and when they can't when the uh, the uh, what's his name yeah I'll get his name uh, when he can't find the uh, let me have a look uh when see. Uh, when Governor Ratcliffe can't find the gold, he thinks he says that it's the Native Americans that have stole it and they're hiding it, so they've got to invade them because they've, yeah. got to get, they've got to get the gold that they've got because they don't want anyone else to have it because they're all... And it's just, you know, the invaders that are coming in and if they can't find it, they're just going to blame everybody else and it's taking their land and everything. And, you know, it's...
1: I think, um, you know, maybe one of the reasons, I don't know if if it's the reason, but the reasons that Perconis maybe didn't do so well is because not only is all that stuff, that's quite heady for children, isn't it? I mean, you might not know a lot about the background between all that stuff back then, but the 90s was sort of laden with this revival of the Western, wasn't it? You know, you had like uh, Unforgiven and Dances with Wolves, Last of the Mohicans, and a lot of it was all perceptions of Native Americans sort of being reappraised I think from yeah. the old westerns but there were still cultural appropriations in a way where it was Americans viewing you know Native Americans being viewed through you know quote-unquote American lens yeah. and I think maybe by 95 everyone was kind of you know a bit sick of seeing Kevin Cosner dressed up as a, <laughs> a <Yeah>. blue coat <laughs> and maybe they thought oh I'm done with these Native Americans. I, I don't know. I like the, the the themes. I don't know if it was getting a bit too much for everyone. Discuss.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was that big... But they get, you, know, you do get these revivals. You get the, you know, in terms of genres and stuff. And the Western was was prominent for quite a while. Yeah. And it's like what we have now with the superhero movie. And eventually it will go down and they'll just regenerate, they'll rejuvenate it somewhere down the line but uh, you know I think it's uh, what is it tell you what it's different when you look at on here it's got singing voices rather than now you'd have to you'd expect the, the voice talent to you have yeah, to do it in yeah but yeah. it's like oh, I get singing voice and, uh, and acting voice which is a good then again you could also argue that this is kind of the start of the, both Pokemon hunters and uh, and Blinding the start instead of having uh, having names to actually pull someone in, as saying, I mean, "Oh, we well, have got these this key voice talent as well as all the people that make a living through being voice talent." I mean, if you look, you've got. When I was reading it the other day, who is it? You got Frank Welker, is it? Does the voices of the Oh Lion yeah, Wars? he does every voice ever, doesn't he? Yeah, and actually have so you, it's yeah, Frank. I found it the other day, Frank Welker, Lion Roars. And Frank Walsh yeah, should have
1: been yeah. As- I was quite surprised to find that they didn't use any real lion rules in the Lion King.
0: <laughs> yes, but he's mega- just ch- Megatron did them
1: all. <laughs> yeah,
0: and amongst other things, and it's just sort of like it's kind of those movies are the start of like going, oh, we've, oh, we've got live, we've got an animated feature, we need to have someone that we can get people into to put you know butts on seats. But. Uh,
1: yeah. Did he, do, he did Megatron's voice in the animated series, didn't he? Yeah,
0: and did he do yeah. some of the live action as well? It was Hugo Weaving in
1: the films, wasn't it?
0: It was for one of them, but listen, look, go to the top. He's Shockwave and Soundwave, yeah. Oh, right. In, uh, and he's also Fred Jones and Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah, that's right. Wasn't he Scooby-Doo as well?
0: Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And Garfield.
1: And oh, Of course, yeah.
0: Like going
1: yeah he's been in everything really isn't
0: he yeah fair play someone uh, for someone who actually you know but he's like rather than like you've got the simpsons actors who who do who are known essentially for the simpsons that he does it across the board so that's cool. yeah because uh, you
1: know, he's not in poke as well
0: i'll have a quick look i just i just clicked on a picture uh, sorry it's good th- uh yeah i just clicked on a picture of miko because i think miko's cool Lit. you're right he's flipped
1: the little uh, hummingbird the bird yeah yeah Is i, I, I must do. admit that i nearly fucking like nearly pissed my pants when i watched it again when uh miko uses the bird as like a sword it's yeah. against the little dog oh it's so funny
0: it's I think today you know it, uh It'd be interesting to see the, you know, when if they do do a, a real live action Pocahontas, it'll be interesting to see the casting.
1: Yeah, I think nowadays as well, it's a lot more fraught with sort of problems as well, isn't it? Like depicting other races is a bit more sort of uh, considered now than it was then, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at the live action Lion King voice talent compared to the Compared to the animated Lion King uh, voice talent, it's, it's different. I mean, like I said, I, I, there's some that they should have kept. They should have kept Nathan Lane, and, and, I, and I like. Lisa, I said, I Chich is cool.
1: Yeah, they should have kept um, Jeremy Irons as well.
0: I mean, you got. Uh, that's, I'm really I feel like. About, I, I <laughs> love Charles Ledger for. Sorry. I, I think he
1: seemed a bit sort of brushed into this.
0: Yeah, but I, I've got. I, I've got. I've got a soft spot for Chiwetel Age Four ever since uh, I oh. saw Kinky Boots. So it's... If you put him in a film and he... You know, uh, go back to 2005, if I'm right when Kinky Boots came out? Yeah. I thought that, yep, Chiwetel Age Four is going to be a huge actor. And he's just bubbled under since. And he's made some real big films. I mean, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Doctor Strange. And, and so he's good to see... You know, Inside Man. It's good to see, to see actually... Legos, children of children, men children of men uh, it's good to see him getting at last the recognition yeah and it's also good having like I said going back to it again James O. Jones
1: yay yeah but, definitely
0: you know if you think about it you know you, you go back to uh, <laughs> to when uh, you know they like said Night King and, and Pocahontas back to back you know uh Liking King teaches you about uh, growing up and and life itself. Uh, you could argue that *Pocahontas* can teach you how to be a good person, you know, because and looking after the planet and don't treat someone differently because they don't look like you. Or yeah. so you, you've got inclusion, and so it's it's brilliant, and especially nowadays. Yeah, and this goes back to something that we. we we discussed about this is my one for the day star wars phantom menace you go back to yeah. star wars phantom menace you, you know when we started doing pod- these podcasts we, we were like uh we were discussing star wars and we actually went from being from phantom menace from being a you know it's an all right film to being you know what actually is grand groundbreaking as thx american graffiti and a new hope education yeah. and if you entertain you can educate and both pocahontas and lion can do that but in different ways so yeah, cause once, like five, six years old, when Lion King and Pokemon Hunter came out, you've got a great one-two um, life lesson, but yeah. masquerading as entertainment. And if you can entertain, you can educate, and if you can educate, it's a good thing.
1: I think they're almost like a sort of flip side of, of a single, aren't they? Like side A yeah. and side B, literally. You know, like. Um, like their themes aren't, aren't, I don't think they're similar. But like you say, they're a nice sort of companion piece. Like one, one is um, what teaches you grown up and stuff, and the other is like don't treat people badly. And I think that's quite a nice. It was a nice one-two punch for Disney in the night. Because States. I mean, after this, they sort of go a bit. Wow, well, I wouldn't say loopy, but you know, it's a bit random, isn't it? You go Hunchback, then you got Hercules, and you have got Mulan. Then no, there's no real sort of. Three liners there with
0: them. I think because you was it you got you got Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and Aladdin. Aladdin and Pocahontas, you've got four big ones and they've started to figure out a formula. So after Pocahontas yeah. was released, you know, you've got something like Mul- Mulan, which is which is absolutely fantastic. They've also uh, got all the other ones, they just throw it out to see what sticks because Disney went from being mediocre through the late seventies and eighties to after little mermaid hitting its stride again and finding its audience and becoming the powerhouse animation now that is i mean i've always compared this was years ago when i did a, a review i compared uh disney to you know was it dreamworks and all the other ones the whoever's dominions and despicable me it's like you go it's like going to a restaurant if you want to go to mcdonald's or a fast food restaurant you, you go for your for your non-disney animation which which is great for while you're watching it and for shortly afterwards you think well you really enjoyed it but you didn't take much from it you'll go again but yeah. it's not like the sort of thing you go you know it's really good but I really want to watch this film I really want to watch this again and again but Disney's like uh, when Disney's done right it's like it's like going to a fancy restaurant where the food is yeah. absolutely fantastic and once you've been there you tell all your friends then you want to go again to the restaurant but if you had it all the time it wouldn't be as good because you get bored of it and yeah water it down so when disney puts out these powerhouse animated feature films then you know that you want i mean they do still do the ones that aren't so brilliant but when they do the traditional animation and the under the disney banner rather than the pixar you know it's going to be an event and you want that event you know the event's going to be good i mean having said that you've got some of pixar's films including like your toy story you're up uh uh, and wreck it ralph fantastic but you do also do the bubbling unders but when disney and disney pixar do it right that's your five star restaurant Uh, yeah
1: totally i think that's like film in general like you if you watched all the oscar stuff you know the fine dining you would get bored all the time you do need some popcorn now
0: Popcorn's good.
1: it is good yeah yeah but i mean with yeah I mean, they sort, of, they sort of repeat the same trends, don't they? I mean, Moana is a, it's a stealth room stealthy isn't it? <laughs> I've
0: not seen Moana. It, it, even though it's got Dwayne in it, it just didn't appeal, but I will watch it Disney first. Yay!
1: Yeah, it's kind of... It's like a South Pacific mode. Yeah. They have, like, the, the mystical grandma and, you know, the same sort of quest narrative thing that Pocahontas had. And but that's... um, must be... I think it, it must be a, a sort of a thing that they know they can repeat, you know, again and again and get get right most of the time. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the problem with it, I think, the nineties, in and of the nineties, for Disney was great. Like, yeah, Little Man you I mean, that was a bit of a misfire with Rescuers Down Under, but and you get Beauty and the Beast, you get Aladdin, and harness. and then the nineties is like this big, what well, they call it, the rainy period, don't they? Yeah, but I think that was. Sort of not downfall, but it was their sort of their generic stuff was setting in at the end, like Emperor's New Groove. Is, you barely even notice that it's about the Aztecs because it's so given by the numbers. Yeah. And Atlantis and, you know, stuff like that. I, they sort of put themselves into a quad with all their successes, yeah. in a way. And then they will reinvent the yeah. takes up. Yeah, they go through this sort of boom and bust period, don't they, I think. Culturally, I mean, we're in the live-action remake um, phase at the moment, aren't we? Oh
0: yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think you know, when I was watching both *Lion King* and *Pokémon I actually, you know, because we were, actually did do it back to back. Yeah. But we still started with *Pokémon Hunters* because that's what I really wanted to watch. And, and the one thing I got out of it is, you know, I really miss that kind of animation. I really oh, do. I think. I do. It's, I mean, uh, a few years ago when I eventually watched Frozen, uh, I watched it back-to-back with the original Cinderella. And yeah. I watched Cinderella, then went to Frozen, and I was like, I don't understand Frozen, but then again, and I always, when I think of Frozen, all I think of is not as good as Cinderella. And yeah. uh, I, mean, I haven't seen Frozen 2 yet, which apparently is coming to Disney Plus in July, because, and that was, and it goes to show how Disney are now, is so you've got the, in december you had for the girls and uh well predominantly i shouldn't say this because it's you know it, they, there's a lot of guys that really and there will be that like frozen as well you've got for one audience you've got frozen two then for another audience you've got rise of skywalker so disney yeah. everything now because it's like you know if, if, if the parents haven't got the kids to watch one they're going to get them to watch the other so it's all yeah both. and I, uh, yeah they sort
1: they sort of blanket the whole year with, like, whether one of those films is a disaster. They've got Star Wars to fall back on and Marvel as well, you know. So they can't really lose whenever they release their film schedule. It's,
0: you, you can you, you can you can see when it's uh, you know you've got the you've got the Blu-ray release and the digital release and the you know the home video and home entertainment release. Of a pro- of one of their products, it doesn't coincide when they've got a film out for about two to three weeks, if not more, between two or four weeks. So people will buy it, then they'll have their money again, so they can go and do go to the cinema, and then they'll have the money again a few weeks later, so they can go buy the next home entertainment thing. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of brilliant the way they do it now, but I do wish they'd go back. Going back to the whole thing, I wish they'd go back to the the animation that they've got on. Uh, you know in in the 90s and, and earlier traditional so uh...
1: yeah I do miss it I mean even when they did Princess and the Frog it still didn't feel the same I mean it was good but it was just I don't know it just didn't, it felt like they were sort of going well here's one last one you know
0: do it again you know don't get me wrong I like Pixar when they do it right they do it right with your, uh, Finding Nemo and uh, Wreck-It Ralph but... yeah talk a story yeah Toy Story to me is a lot like Lion King. It's very dark.
1: Yeah, especially the um, the third one. Yeah, I, it really put me off the third one for a while. Like because I mean, I even read online that there's Holocaust undertones. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to do some deep digging to find out what that was. But it's just I think they sort of they latch onto this whole like oh we have to be dark for a bit and and edgy and then then we'll lighten it up at the end. I think that's like a thing now isn't yeah. it
0: i think in look at four did you see toy story four i
1: haven't i haven't uh, no i haven't no sorry it's no it's good it's really good i no. mean
0: like i said i'm not a toy story fan even though i've seen all four at the cinema because to me they're in, to me they're a disney event you have to go and see them just uh, yeah but i'm going to go back to the reason why i chose pocahontas i mean it goes back to the whole you know, if a film reminds you of it, uh, it takes you back to a place and the reason why you fell in love or rediscovered something, and Pocahontas, no matter. I mean, no, I, know, I know it's, it's not the, the most popular, but to me, it is. It reminds me of a great period of my life. And yeah. I'm rediscovering Disney, and, you know. Uh, it, it, I, that's It's just. The feeling I get when I say when I say when I, when I think of Lion King, I, I, I it's not something that I can relate. To, well, you know, it speak, but it's not something that's personal to me. In the yeah. sense that I don't have I, I don't have any memories from the release that connect me to the film. Whereas um, Pocahontas, I remember where I, I I'm pretty certain if I'm right, I well I would be right. I I, I saw it at Luton, the Odeon at Luton at it and it's uh, you know and where i was at the time first year university when it came out and it's just and of course florida and you know um it all adds up and adds to the the whole feeling of Pocahontas for me yeah
1: i i i totally agree i think it's it's also the reason why the lion king means so much to me it's like I saw it when I was. It, it's vividly the first Disney film I remember watching, so it's always going to be that that connection I have with, with with the studio. And I think like Disney's like that with a lot of people. Like they could even name like what is quote unquote the worst Disney film, you know, as their favorite, and you can't really argue because if that film means something to you, then that's fair enough, you know. Even if you like *Soccer the South* or something like that, you know, it's still they have that weird connection that a lot of films. You know, you can always say like, oh, "I remember the first time I watched Star Wars," but you either like that or you don't. Yeah. You know, whereas I think Disney, like, there's always something for everyone throughout the whole catalog. You know, like my my fiance's favorite one is Mulan, um, which probably a lot of people wouldn't say is their favorite, but you can't bring yourself to argue with anyone about it because you think, well, that's special to you for a certain reason. And I think it's the same. Like it's not that any particular film. I mean, so most some of them are better than others, but it's not like oh, it's better because it's better. It's it's a weird sort of. I can't really explain what I mean, but but it is very personal. I agree with that definitely.
0: That's perfect answer. That is absolutely perfect answer. I could not top that. I'm sorry. That is just. You brilliant. could. I suppose you could try. No, no. no, no. You summed up every, everything about what. Just sums up everything perfectly well about what Disney means and why why these films mean so much, and it goes back to the reason why we chose uh, to do Pocahontas versus Lion King, or should I say Lion King versus Pocahontas, depending on which way you want to to put it. And it's yeah, that very. Uh, you stump me, dude. That's perfect. I I can't I can't mm-hmm. argue with that. I really can't. Oh.
1: Like, input-wise though, like, is there, is, Pocahontas, does it have a defining moment for you that defines Disney for you? So or does it lie with another one?
0: I, for me, I, I, you know, I've always loved saving uh, for me, I, you know, I like, I, I like everything with Mika. I mean, everybody did think, because I'm a Marvel fan, Rocket Raccoon is my favorite raccoon it's not, it's, it's Miko, it's always been Miko it's since 1995. I, I mean come on, I did an animation essay uh, when I was at university and my treat for completing the essay I was going to the Disney store and buying myself a 12 inch, it wasn't 12, it was bigger than 12 inch, a furry 24 pound Miko that was gone down to 12 pounds that was in the sales <laughs> and I was like and 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 so uh, so I'm going on I'm going home on a train with a, with a, a Disney bag, with, a, with a, uh, very about I was like 20 at the time I'm going home with a Disney bag with a bloody Miko doll, a uh, furry Miko in it, yeah. And so, so, you know, but so it's it's special for that. But I also like the whole. Uh, uh, was it uh, is it colors of the wind where you, you think you own whatever land you land on the uh, the the uh, so it's the third thing you can claim you know the whole. Ex- Colors, yeah, colors. really if you listen to, lyrics, lyrics to the song "Colors of the Wind," I'm, and it, to me, that's environmentalism and love everybody and everything in, in a perfect kind of way, and, and, and I like it for that. And I like, like I said, it's it's good to the whole, save the whole, I like to save the planet vibe, and I'm, I know I'm a hippie and everything, but it's done in a way that is it's not like ramming it down your throat. It's all done in a nice yeah the, it's a nice the melodic way is is fantastic rather than going save the planet don't kill the whales uh don't cut down trees and you know like that he's I mean, just ramming it in your face but it's doing dead end and then you know like the whole rambling of the the music and it, it and and that's education for song which is you know and green day do it and the rm do it you know just to name two bands i know loads of bands do it because you can do it But when you do it is more when you do it as protest songs and everything you know, it's yeah. a protest song but if you can if you can do it in a way that which people are being educated without being ed- realising what they're doing it's fantastic, because when, yeah. you, when you're a kid and you're listening to the lyrics to some of these songs, you don't know what they mean sometimes it's just, because it, the melody no, is more dominating the lyrics
1: Yeah.
0: when you've got the visuals of Pocahontas talking to John Smith then everything, you know, it's it, 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 it's, it's good and Getting, giving children that education and, and, you know even just children adults that would discover it as well Then just going you know and it's not too preachy preachy because it can get really no, preachy I, sometimes
1: i was quite struck by when when i rewatched it was um on disney plus that in fact it's the first time i've watched concert since for a long time since i had on dvd maybe and uh I was struck by how so I I seem to remember it being like sort of rammed down your throat, and then when I did watch it, I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of not subtle, but it's not. You know, the song contains all the messages rather than, you know, a lot of Disney films, the ones that are really preachy use the dialogue, and they don't. You know, they're not great dialogue, are they? They're, they're better for their songs and their their melodies. So, I, I mean. That's like, that's why Hikunam Tata works and Circle of Life. I mean, Circle of Life isn't even in English, a lot of it, at the start. And, you know, everyone remembers that opening shot of the sun coming up and, you know, all the animals rushing to the to Pride Rock, just as colours of the wind. I, I, I do specifically remember, like, her being in the boat and going over the side of the waterfall and that. And, you know, the imagery is what draws you to it as well. I think the definitive... Like the definitive Disney moment for me, it's not holding the, the hub up over the rock. It's, uh, you know, the scene where he meets Timon and Pumbaa, and there's that. It's my favourite time lapse in any film where you see them sort of dancing across the log, and yeah. Simba's getting older as they get across. I, I, it's, I think that's fantastic. It's such a great passage of time, yeah. like, time lapse thing. And I think that's just a, that just defines the whole movie for me. Like, he's, he's found his way to grow up and get past that whole, you know, the, the blame thing about his father. Because, I mean, that scene used to terrify me as a child, where Scar basically says, yeah, he's dead because of you. Like, you caused all this. And I think, like, how twisted could a family member be to try and make another family member think they're responsible for someone's death, I think I, 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 for me, that's why Scar's always the worst villain for me out of all of them, because he's he's like a, a bully psychologically rather than, a lot of them are all like, yeah. you know, like Maleficent and that sort of but I think he's a really insidious villain.
0: He gets, plus he gets other people to do his dirty work for him.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, the governor in Pocahontas, he's I almost find him quite Charming, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's an arsehole, but he's just sort of like the 18th century British guy, isn't he?
0: He's got a bit of a James Bond
1: villain vibe. He has, actually, yeah, very. And he's also voiced by, um, I think it's David Ogden Steers, the guy that did Lumiere's voice in um, Beauty and the Beast. Not Lumiere, sorry, uh, Cogsworth's voice in Beauty and the Beast.
0: Wow. David Ogden Stiers. Oh, I passed away in 2018. Jeez. Yeah, I, I was going to say
1: he's not long ago, actually. Charles
0: Winchester in Nash. Cogsworth, narrator of, uh, in, uh, in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Jumba, is that it? In Lilo and Stitch, never seen it?
1: I've never seen that. Uh,
0: he's narrator in. Oh, Sorry, no, carry on. He's, he's a. Where is it? Ah, uh, I've lost it now. He's <laughs> a narrator in Winnie the Pooh.
1: Oh, right. He does have quite a good voice, actually. Yeah. I, d- I didn't know for years that Christian Bale was in it.
0: I didn't realise it until... Cause you know, uh, uh, Christian Bale's never really been on my radar until... No, not
1: until... Um, I think the first time I ever saw him was Reign of Fire. Because I saw Empire of the Sun later when I was an adult. Yeah, I, you know, he, he's, he was, he's,
0: he's, came to be Batman, of course, Batman Begins, but, yeah, uh, you know, for me, his defining performance is, 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 uh, Le Mans 66. Or should I say, Ford uh, yeah, of Ferrari. I love that film so much.
1: I, 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 I have this sort of with with Christian, that's not like a, Oh, confession, I mean, <laughs> like actor wise, I think he's just sometimes he's like when he, he hits the mark, he's fantastic. Like, he is good for Batman, I can't deny that. But I, I find him a sort of, I don't, maybe it's because of how he is in real life, I think he's a bit of a douche. Yeah. Especially after the Terminator thing.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if that was done or whether that was real. I oh. just thought immediately, like,
0: It didn't generate enough seat. It didn't generate enough to get people to put butts on seats, so they could continue with that uh, franchise there on that incarnation.
1: Another film I watched recently again that I thought not that bad the second time around compared to Dark Fate and Terminator Three.
0: Hells and Dark Fate, don't ever make me watch Dark Fate again. If you ever bring that (laughs) film around, it ain't gonna be, I not, that's not going in any, that's not going in any on this TV, on my TV. I am not watching that film again. That is terrible, that's just going off tangent, that's my one tangent for this episode. Terminator (laughs) Dark Fate, don't watch it, it's terrible. It is one of the worst, it ranks as one of the worst films I've ever seen
1: watch Pocahontas and Lion King instead
0: yeah watch Pocahontas and Lion King if you haven't already got Disney Plus but I'm pretty certain most people do have Disney Plus now how I people to speak to this so yeah I think they do i got it for my kids yeah so, uh, I got it because I wanted
1: it yeah. yeah I got it for my kids keep telling yourself that yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so how come, you, how come their playlist has got about one or two things on it because you put it on it to make it look like you're using it yeah Everyone's yeah
1: and yours started repeating because you've got so many on there yeah
0: it's <laughs> Hang I'm sorry, that, that, that's, a good, that's the beauty Disney Plus, is, is fantastic. <laughs> because rather than having to, to, grab a, a, to grab a disc and put it in, it's like, it's over here, click. There's... Here's an
1: interesting scenario sort of, for you. If those two films were released today, which would be more popular? Think it still would be Lion King, or because King. of the political climate with everything, at the moment it would be Pocahontas?
0: We're talking about Lion King and Pocahontas now in the incarnation that they've got, or in terms of... Are we talking about now as in terms of... Yeah, like say Disney film.
1: was delayed being founded by 50 yeah. years or so. so They've if, only just got that period now.
0: Okay, so if... Are we talking... Is it the same voice cast?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mel Gibson's about, had, this, had the same career, but just not been in that. Right, uh,
0: then... Uh, let, me quick, let me just you a quick look.
1: Maybe don't choose him post having a go at the policeman, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that is a a good one. I think uh, Lion King would have been blasted to start. It would have been blasted. I mean, for the voice talent alone. Uh, You know, they would have, they would have, they would have, it would have, it would have got a lot of troubles. They would have, they would have said, well, why didn't you cast such and such? I mean, God, even yeah. you know, my, you know when uh, the uh, live action one came out. Yeah. I thought like I thought they would have. They, I even if Beyonce is in it, I thought you know, they would have got uh, Lupita Nyong'o to do it instead. That yeah, was, I was, she was I a thought Disney she darling. definitely
1: would have had a role in that.
0: Yeah, I because you know she's a Disney darling, you know, and uh, yeah, and I was really. Because I, I think Maz Katana is, you know, she's she's superb in yeah. Star Wars. And, and I love her voice. So I thought Jon Favreau would have got Lupita Nyong'o. And she, she is a
1: fantastic actress yeah. all around. I mean, if you've seen um, Jordan Peele's latest film, Us, she's off the chart in it. Like, there's all sorts of range of emotions that would just tire a normal actress out.
0: And she's an Oscar in a double. Is she double Oscar? Yeah. I think she's double Oscar, yeah. Did she get
1: for 12 years a slave? Uh yeah, I would imagine so. I think that was the first time I ever saw her properly. She, yeah. Isn't she, Um, she is actually African, isn't she? Well, like or is that, she English?
0: I think she's dual.
1: Oh, is she? Because, I mean, I can imagine that being a sort of criticism of the original language or you didn't hire any African actors. Yeah, yeah. To which my counter-argument is they're, they're animals.
0: She's born in 1983 in Mexico City, to Kenyan parents. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so she's got Kenyan parents, and she's known for probably as a slave Black Panther, us, and Star Wars Episode Seven. I forgot forgot she
1: was in Black Panther. Yeah.
0: She's uh, Nakia. So yeah, I would have liked to have seen her, but that's. But yeah, I think Pocahontas would have got less hassle, but box office wise, I still think Lion King would have been. You?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think because of like a lot of people have said Disney are woke now, you know, in quote marks with all their live action remakes, like where they sort of feel like they have to the shoe a horn in you know, like beauty and the beast springs to mind with scenes you know, like the scene at the beginning where she sings um what's the song called? I can't remember almost she's going through the the town and singing and they're all like oh bells a weirdo. And yeah. um, there's actually a, a scene where there's two blokes look at her and say, like, something like, oh, she's reading that, that can't be allowed, you know. And that really annoyed me, like, that, that you have to finick all that feminist stuff yeah, into it. Like, I haven't got a problem with feminism, but the way that they just presented it really annoyed me. Like, she has to be this feminist in, like, the middle of 17th century France. Like, the original was just a bit odd because she did different things. Yeah. You know, and I, they, I haven't seen Dumbo, but apparently Dumbo's a bit sort of the, the remake. I think you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah,
0: I found it less trippy than the Disney animated one. I like <laughs> well, it. I
1: mean, like it, the original was quite troubled, wasn't it, because yeah. of the crows? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I I just think they're a bit sort of Disney are a bit sort of nambie pandy at the moment, sort of. Um. Oh, we'll, we'll get this demographic, you know, and we'll acknowledge this, and oh, and we'll pretend we weren't racist originally. You no, know, I, I, I don't know.
0: Those are products of the times. That's the thing, and uh, you know, there's certain yeah. things you can't excuse, like songs of the South.
1: But, yeah, I mean, they didn't put it on Disney Plus, did they? But
0: I know, that's been archived. I and mean,
1: it's it's like you get the, you almost get the impression that they won't acknowledge that it exists, and like I think that's more harmful. Like, it's like having a war film with no swastikas in yeah. it, set in germ. You'd sort of think, well, why is this so sterile?
0: Because you've got to nowadays, it's, it's, you know, you can get away with a lot more in the past than what you can get away with now because you have to get the demographic and you have to get the, you have to get the audience in, you have to get it without any hassle. You want to get people to... Because you think about it, the, the block, the, you know... To get a film into the cinema now, is a lot harder because you can't oh, yeah. get, Because everybody just wants one type of movie. Yeah. And, I mean, I was surprised when we went to see Parasite, the amount of people that were actually in there to see Parasite.
1: Yeah, I thought that was going to be an empty one for sure. Yeah. I was getting ready to put my feet up. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was... You might have been maybe the youngest there.
1: Yeah, it was quite... A, it, it is a sort of... Um, I don't know what the word is like a niche market movie. Like yeah, like a refined sort of film, isn't it? like which you do like now and again. Uh, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's I mean it's always impossible to say how something would do now or how something would do back then. You know, it's it because everything's. You know, we had this conversation, didn't we, about would the Empire Strikes Back fail if it was no, released no. now? And you just yeah, I mean you can predict it it probably would wouldn't you yeah. but it's hard to do because it's so ingrained something like that's so ingrained into like what if indiana jones happened now would it just be sort of you know oh that's just kids' it it's hard to sort of imagine
0: it problem is, is keyboard warriors going is because people if, yeah if you if you to release these films today you know the moment it gets out, they don't want bad press and, and they'll change everything because they don't want the bad press. They want people to butts on seats. And the minority of the keyboard warriors that are just full of their own self importance because they've got a community when yeah. they want to share their opinions and start harassing stars and directors because they didn't get them the version of a film or they didn't give them what they wanted, it makes it, you know it's just making it so much harder for directors and for studios to put something out because if they want to do something that's groundbreaking, unless it's a small studio, but it's a major studio because you're going to be afraid that some jackass, you know, is going to slag it off or say something that's going to cause so much commotion that it's not going to be worth it. And then you get your, your sterile movies that just come out. I mean, it's, and it's yeah it's a shame it's 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 such a shame that he's he's like go say about empire strikes back but god these star wars fans or so-called star wars fans that hated to to eight and nine to be full force because it's not the fun movie that they wanted the sequel to yeah and yeah so but yeah i personally do think that that, the like the lion king just for the story i think this this Uh, You said, I may be a big fan of Pocahontas, but I think Lion King has got the stronger story.
1: Yeah, I think it's more down to the the style of it, isn't it? Like, it's more on a grander scale, isn't it, I suppose, than Pocahontas is a specific thing it's addressing, isn't it? Which is, like, colonialism and, you know, white men being evil and stuff like that. I think, whereas you've got a more traditional... Well, Star wars yesque esque story with the Lion King, haven't you, yeah. you know? Good versus you, and revenge and stuff like that.
0: And that's, that's, that's what you need. You, you do need that. I mean, you, do, you, you okay, I'll go back to the colour palette. And everything, yeah. And Lion King is more accessible. Lion King is... You can sell toys with Lion King a lot more than you can sell with Pocahontas. Because, you I mean, if, yeah. if you were to say... Uh, Timon and Pumbaa, or Flit and Nico, most people will go with Timon and Pumbaa, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the thing Pocahontas, you know, is a Disney princess, and a lot of girls would like her, would would play with her, and you know, I, I like saying just girls because at the end of the day, a lot of children or young adults or whoever because at the end of the day collecting is a big bloody market it, it would, is it would actually would you know a figurine or of a, a Disney princess that's more sellable than a than another furry little cat you know? oh yeah, yeah
1: definitely yeah that's why yeah. Know,
0: but then again I like I said Timon and Pumbaa are iconic characters now a warthog and uh, a meerkat and, and you know Really used to have the big bins in the Disney store, the big ones that they did just threw all the furry toys and you'd be running around looking for them. I remember toys. that. They were brilliant. <laughs> and I think that there's more scope in Lion King to sell merch than there is in Toad
1: Yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I always thought it'd be easier to sell human, like, sort of, anthropomorphic toys, like like the princess stuff and the... You know, because they look like people, they're easier to... Mu- like, they look more like action figures kind of thing. But I don't know, yeah, people tend to sort of gravitate more towards animals, you know, like, oh, they're cute, you know, and especially, like, cats. Yeah. But I do agree with... I, I think, like, one thing where Pocahontas does trump the Lion King is the colour palette. I think Lion King's very orange and red, and there's not really much else. Because, you know, it's going for, like, the whole Africa thing, isn't it? And Africa's very yellow, very bright and I, I think i really liked i must admit watching poke on again i really really love the color palette there's greens there's blues there's like nobes there's, there's all sorts like rainbows the water looks great in it. i i think i think the animation's a lot better on poke it's more focused do i i do completely i could like i, said, I
0: do completely agree with everything you've just said but i just accessibility Lion King is always gonna, Lion King wins completely, it's the, yeah, the, you know, sometimes the simplicity is a good thing.
1: Yeah, ACDC. It's,
0: yeah, it's been <laughs> an album for over 40 years and it works, why change something? You know, but with films, you know, Lion King looks completely different and Pocahontas looks completely different to anything else that Disney ever does because, you know, they yeah. always change for every time. So they, they are standing on their own, but it but it depends on what you feel like that night really,
1: as to yeah. you know I always feel like they thematically sort of um, design their animation around what they're depicting, so Argonus looks really sort of Native American, like angular lines, like it looks like they're sort of how they would draw characters. Whereas Lanking, you know, we all lines look the same no matter what you do, don't they? So in that sense, again, Pokemon has the more unique edge, you know, like um, something like Mulan, where even the design of the characters is closer to sort of Chinese Asian sort of design. And, and then you go to, um, I don't know, something like, uh, I don't know, um, Cinderella is more traditional animation, isn't it? Where you can go grim fairy tale, like medieval Europe kind of that. and, I, I, good. I like when I do like when they theme their animation after what they're doing. I think quite it's something they sort of lost in Pixar, where they all look like the same CG models to me.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to something you just said about uh, you, you, you. You mentioned Cinderella. Now I yeah. haven't seen Cinderella in years, and I we watched it after we watched the live action one, and you watched Cinderella today. Absolutely still groundbreaking. Still one of the most beautifully made animated feature films ever. To me, that yeah. is, you know, I don't have the same emotional connection with Cinderella as I do Pocahontas, but if you want if to say what the greatest animated feature film ever made is, it's still Cinderella. Cinderella is got that thing about it. It's beautiful. Absolutely yeah. stunning. It is a fantastic film. It's, I mean...
1: It's kind yeah. of like, like you could say, like it's like the new hope of Disney, isn't it? Whereas, your Empire Strikes Back is it. Yeah. Like you have, there is the one you know is 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 the best in your mind, like as in how it's received, how it's culturally looked at, and then you have the one that you think, well, that's my favorite.
0: Yeah. I always go the same thing when people have asked me what great, what my favorite film is. I say, my favorite film is, you know, it, it's. it's uh, so I mean I'd say like just uh, my favorite film at the moment, you know, is uh, I love Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. My the per- most perfect, the most perfect film is Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and the greatest film ever made is Schindler's List. You know, you, it's I mean my favorite film does change, but you but you know, they never change on Schindler's List is the greatest film ever made. Try and top it, and uh, A New Hope is the most perfect film ever made. You know, you have these things. So when you say what is it's it's, it's a hard thing, but in terms of animation, Cinderella is the peak.
1: Yeah. I think it was, wasn't it the make or break for them, pretty much? Yeah. Yeah, so they pulled it off, didn't they? (laughs) That would have been a strange world, wouldn't it, if they hadn't have, you know, if they'd have failed.
0: That that is what we're going to do coming soon to the High Ground podcast, the what ifs.
1: Yeah, I mean, Oh, what if without Disney as at full power now, that'd be a strange, strange film world.
0: Marvel would be different.
1: Yeah, it's so it's yeah.
0: People, people forget that, you know, you look, I mean, there's a lot of uh, people kick, some people kick the stink when Disney bought out Marvel. And it's like, I trust Marvel.
1: Yeah. And I I've, trust Disney. Marvel's I, never been better.
0: Yeah. And I love the little things like an ant man and wasp. When they're when, when, uh, when they're whistling, it's a small world after all. It's, just, it's the thing yeah. you can get away with because of of the mouse house. And I you know I trust Disney. Uh, they they put the right people in the right places. And yeah. I think you know you go back you go back to something like Disney started being the powerhouse that it was was. Through films like *The Little Mermaid*, *Beauty and the Beast*, *Pocahontas*, and *The Lion King*.
1: Yeah, totally oh. agree.
0: So, you know, I, you know, this has been—I've I really, I, I've really enjoyed this discussion about uh, these two movies.
1: Well, they're quite seminal, aren't they? I mean, the, I think it's—it's it, it's interesting that they are the B side of each, they the A and B side of each other. You know, that just happened to be our favourite ones. Yeah, is is a bonus. You know, I, it's not really been a sort of oh well, this one's better. It's just a, I, you know, I live much better when we just discuss the verses. I think rather than pit them against each other as as a, oh. you know, it, you. I mean, you can't really pit them against each other, yeah. can you? That because they're personal choices.
0: Exactly. Well, can, I, can I just do a gratuitous little plug here? If you're listening, if you're, anyone that's still listening, and you want to hear a good versus, I'm going to go. Uh, I, to me this is defining for for one of the best ones we've done. Although this one's up here is I like the uh, the Phantom Menace and uh, Revenge of the Sith versus Attack of the Clones. And this, to me, yeah. If you want to listen to a good one where we go against each other, that's that's the one. Find it off on one of the, uh, wherever you listen to it, you, you will find it on here. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's my plug for uh, the High Ground podcast. So that's my one. Coming soon, we'll do the... Uh, the, the we, I know we joke about the Star Wars drinking game. but uh,
1: Yeah. Well, everyone will be alcoholics, by the yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Who said alcohol? I'm actually drinking lemonade when we're doing this right now. So uh, as you can see, my lemonade's in my bottle. Uh, well, uh, yeah. You can't see your you can it. You around. <laughs> it is lemonade. Nothing added to it. So, uh, yeah. So... Uh, and he, uh, you know, he said you summed it all up perfectly. And when we openly discussed in our verses, perfect. It is I still haven't changed my opinion. But I, I'm poker hard this to me. You know, when we started this, it was it's still my favorite Disney film. But I tell you, doing the research, you know, you appreciate Lion King more once you do the research. And yeah,
1: you know, it, uh, and it's like one of those. It's the critically lauded one versus the one that's not, not sort of thing, and I always find looking at the other one more interesting. Like for me, it was more looking into Pocahontas than it was The Lion King because it has. I think it has more interesting production, to be honest. Which which sort of endeared me a little bit more when I watched it again mm-hmm. because I sort of appreciated how how it was made and what they went through to get it made and stuff like that. You know, and, you know, I think a bit of research always opens your mind up a bit.
0: Totally agree. I do because it's something you love. You'll never change your your opinion of it, but you will yeah. change your opinion of something which you don't not is not necessarily one of your favourites. And this goes about anything. I mean, we've said this before. There's a documentary. Is it on? I think it's Amazon Prime. Doomed about the making of. Uh, of
1: oh. The Roger, the Roger Corman. Yeah.
0: Just yeah. you know, it's not the sort of film that's on many people's radar, but it, it's it's. Well, it's just a fantastic thing to research something you don't necessarily like or something which you only got a, a passing interest in you, you may you may discover something you really enjoy
1: yeah yeah i totally agree i mean
0: it it's just
1: expanding your knowledge isn't it if you it, i always th- i if i see a documentary about something i know nothing about rather than go you know, oh i don't really know much about that i'll give that in this so i always think oh well I'll watch it, see what happens. And, you know, recently, like, I think an example of that is, like, there's a series on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution. And uh, I'm really not into rap or hip hop, but it was fascinating looking at the history of it. And it's that sort of, of, I I, I just love that sort of thing where you can just go, I don't know anything about this. I'm going to watch it and educate myself. I, I mean, I haven't seen Hip
0: Hop Evolution yet, but it's on my watch list. I went to see uh, Straight Out Compton uh, because uh, the trailer looked good and it had Paul Giamatti in it. When I watched yeah. it, it blew my mind. It did. And like I said, uh, I now can say I own, I mean, prior to that, I never owned any uh, rap albums. Now I own, no. I can say I, 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 I look, I've got Stray Out Compton because I love the film so much, I went on bought the album. Uh, America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube and. Uh, and the Compton album because it was uh, Dr. Dre. I'm still not a fan of Dr. Dre, but I loved the, Com- the Straight Out Compton so much. The movie, I went out and yeah. bought the album, which is stuff I never would have listened to had it not been for that movie. So yeah, same I mean,
1: I only just saw it this year, which is quite late. But um, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have watched that without your recommendation. I mean, it, it's not like. You know, it's not me being bigoted or anything. I just I'm not interested in that that music scene, so I never thought oh, I'd watch a film about the history of it. But I, I had two people that don't like rap tell me it was fantastic, so I thought, well, there must be something special about it.
0: Yeah, oh, but it's about, it's about films should do you open your minds to different things. If you just only like one genre, it makes you very insulated, If you, you, you open your minds, to... that's what I love about films and and um, the films that when we do what well, we can do, the re- we can go back to doing the high ground podcast, how it should be when we're in the same room rather than over a telephone line, is the after, I mean, anybody, if you have not, if you've not heard, if this is your first introduction to the high ground podcast, welcome to the high ground podcast. But prior to lockdown and social distancing, we would do the high ground podcast, then eat pizza and watch a film of one of our choices. So we'd introduce each other to different things. And that's what I miss about this current incarnation. About the High Ground podcast is that afterwards we don't we can't sit down and watch a film afterwards together, but yeah, uh, I know it's, it's so annoying. Yeah, but opening, you know, we went from talking about you know Pocahontas and Lion King to opening your mind, which is the brilliant thing through doing the research and everything. So this has been, I've really enjoyed this podcast and doing this podcast for you listeners and just having this discussion.
1: Yeah, same. Yeah, I think. I I I did sort of pre-research this one because I did think it's going to be quite interesting and it has been uh,
0: I I just like I I like discussing what we're going to talk, to do so that we can actually and do the research it's, it's fun it's yeah. fun doing this thing there it is. and thank you listeners for listening I am Stevie W and Callum see you all soon
1: bye